This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks. Get yourself a match deposit of $100 at prizepicks.com with code MMN. Hit the link down in the description. Brings you right there. And we got a huge slate for both Monday night, but mainly the Thanksgiving slate into the weekend. I'll be back on Saturday with the weekend picks. Tambo will be available on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Wednesday, bringing you the best prize picks and DraftKings play for that slate. DraftKings Listeners League for Thanksgiving Day is $30 to play. Single entry, only a 1,000 spots. You can get the link down in the description right now if you want to play in that. You can find all the waiver wire pickups and injury report, one, both in the newsletter, which you can sub to for free down in the description, and at DKNation.com. That link is also available down in the description. Smash the like and tell me your favorite prize pick prop for Monday Night Football because I'm struggling to find some of the Arizona ones because they're not super released as of yet. We'll get to that right now. What you could do, by the way, is take advantage of this Justin Jefferson prop for Thanksgiving. It's more than 0.5 receiving yards, and you win. At least that part of it. Um, I believe that the max to put in is $25 or $20. Essentially, there's a new, brand new six play at Prize Picks that pays 25 times your money. So you best believe I'm going to be saving Jefferson for that. So for Monday Night Football, as we go through everything, it looks like Colt McCoy is going to be starting at quarterback in Mexico City for the Cardinals. No Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is going to play, and all the regulars for San Francisco are going to be there. So immediately when I looked at everything, what jumped out to me was Juwan Jennings, more than 15 and a half receiving yards. He's beat this in five consecutive games, even with the full complement of Juszczyk and Debo with McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell returning a week ago. Didn't matter. Juwan Jennings still got four, four for 40. He's involved in this offense. He's essentially taken a lot of the George Kittle routes that we're so used to seeing. And 15 and a half isn't a huge bar to clear. That could be one reception for Juwan Jennings. So we're going to go more than 15 and a half receiving yards in that game. Now it gets difficult because, as you can see, there's no DeAndre Hopkins on the board, no Rondell Moore on the board, no Marquise Brown because we don't know if he's going to play or not. Probably not, but we'll see. So what do we do after that? Uh, we need to take someone on the Cardinals, and the only other available one right now is the .5 receiving yards for Justin Jefferson. I don't want to blow that on a two-play. I want to use that on the 25 times 6 play and get myself a free square on that one. So we can scroll through. We can go to receptions. And we need we need a Cardinal is the problem, and that's going to be very difficult to find. You know, punts? Do we want to go with Andy Lee? More than four and a half punts in this game? Okay, maybe. Uh, we just don't have a ton to do here in terms of what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals. It's a lot of James Conner stuff. And I do think that with Colt McCoy, you might see the receptions, or at least receiving yards, be right around for James Conner. Like 19 and a half, I want to lean to the more than 19 and a half with that. Although when you go back and take a look at his game log, he's like five for 18. Like he's right around this number seemingly regardless of the amount of targets and receptions he ends up with. So I'm kind of stuck on what to do trying to find a Cardinal. There just aren't any options available right now, like even on the defensive side. So uh, I hate to be doing this, but maybe I'll release it later on Twitter for the day uh, until we can get uh, the full complement of Arizona prize picks, and they're going to wait until the entire injury report is out. They don't want to get taken. I completely understand that. But uh, Juwan Jennings is the side that I like the most from the San Francisco side, more than 15 and a half receiving yards. However, 
going to wait on the, the Cardinals to actually populate the board before I go out with this. I, I hate to come on and say something like that, but, you know, I don't want to just randomly pick a James Conner prop because that's all that's available. No, I would abstain from the slate if that was going to be the case. So check back. Once again, match deposit of $100 using code MMN at prizepicks.com. Let's get to the injury report for the running backs this week. Everything is updated right now in the Mayo Media Newsletter. Again, you can always subscribe for free on that. You can see the waiver pickout cheat sheet is already available up there. You can uh, hit that little heart at the top, too. You know, you can get my sub stacks on the go. I'm live, by the way, with Pizzola, Cam, Cust, and Jeff. What is it? 10 a.m. live on Mayo Media Network on Thanksgiving morning with the best bets for that slate. It's going to be a very fun show. Highly recommend that you tune in. It's not going to be available on any podcast feed, video only, live only uh, on that morning. Then we'll have the regular show coming out. Plus, we have a special show Monday night, Thanksgiving spread picks in a cuss corner, along with the regular show on Wednesday. And if you want that on Tuesday evening, again, sub to the newsletter, it will be in there. Missed a good one if you didn't see cuss breakdown in tears because of Zach Wilson's play. That's always a lot of fun. But here we go. With the injury cheat sheet, Joe Mixon exited the game for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if he's going to play this week or not. Uh, concussion, probably going to sit out. We'll see. We see concussions are keeping people out longer and longer as they veer on the side of safety right now. So you might get a spot start for Samaj P. Ryan in this spot. Chase Edmonds exited the game for the Broncos with an ankle injury. So Melvin Gordon receiving prop overs. Always looking good, although against Carolina, maybe they're not going to be – listen, they don't score any points, so it's going to be a close game either way. Clyde Edwards-Alaire exited Sunday Night Football with an ankle injury. Pacheco ended up leading the way in terms of rushing. No receiving yards, so fantasy-wise, it really wasn't all that good. Like, unless he scores a touchdown, it's going to be tough for him to be an impact fantasy scorer. And as when we get to the snaps, you'll see that Jarek actually played more snaps than Pacheco. Then you have Jalen Warren. Good news for Najee. We saw that directly translate all the work that Jalen Warren was taking. Well, he didn't, and then Najee ends up with all of the workload against the Bengals, receiving game on the ground, and put up a very nice contest. So if Warren is going to miss some time and hamstring would indicate that, then Najee has to move back up in the rankings after falling down most of the season. Leonard Fournette will likely play this week with his hip injury, but here's the thing, because Rashad White was eating into everything that... Fournette was doing anyway. Like it was like a 60-40 split, and White was actually looking better in a lot of these circumstances. However, Giovanni Bernard is designated to return from injured reserve as of right now, so we might get Bernard thrown back in the mix at this point in the Buccaneers' backfield. We know that Bernard, pass catching back, very good in pass protection, so I'm interested to see how they work him in, and I don't think this becomes a three-headed backfield, but instead of having like a sheer 60-40 where you can kind of play both guys, maybe it becomes like a 55 40 or 55 35 10 something like that and you're just taking away from the overall upside of all of these guys mark ingram and gus edwards both dnps for the saints and ravens we should probably see gus edwards return in week 12 but we'll wait to see on that uh when we get to the snap counts we go down all the way to the bottom and again you can always check these out uh we can shrink this down for you on the screen and bloop there we go Get the full picture of what's going on here for the snap shares this week. Uh, Najee led the way again with Jalen Warren only playing three snaps. You get 63 in a high scoring game for Najee. It's probably not going to happen every single week. And if Warren is out, I wonder if Najee will see like the 90% workload. I doubt it because we even saw that with Jonathan Taylor. He went from like 96% of the snaps. Deion Jackson returns. He plays 75. That's a fine number, mind you. But at the same time, when it was 95, that's even better. 
Ramondre played way more than Harris, although Harris constantly touched the ball whenever he was on the field. So that's something to look at. Damian Pierce, even in the shellacking, he did nothing. It was his first like true bad game of the season, but still almost pressed that 80% workload. So that's still encouraging to see. You saw David Montgomery. Ebner did check in with around 22% of the snaps. Either way, I, I'm not too, I'm not sweating that. As long as Herbert's out, David Montgomery's going to be a great play even against the Jets this week. Although, as we get through the injury report, we may not see Justin Fields, which could damper or it could lead to more carries and workload for Montgomery but that efficiency might go way down Singletary is you know we kind of etch him as like the highest end of running back twos at this point playing more than 70% of the snaps all the time getting more work on the ground in the red zone taking that away from Josh Allen who they probably don't want to be hit at this point you see the Saints are in good shape they're playing David Johnson almost 20% of their snaps so they just signed like good lord and boy did he look cooked that was just pathetic uh, seeing him out there. You just think you'd use Kamara more, but no, can't do that. Uh, Karen Williams played almost 70% of the Rams snaps, but it was Cam Akers who actually did the damage on the ground. I don't know if we'll see Stafford this week again. Second concussion in two weeks for him. And when they had Perkins on the field, they were just running a lot of RPOs. It might actually lead to some running lanes for some of the Rams running backs, but it's hard to trust them at this point. When we get to the pickups here in a second, you're going to see... Like Isaiah Spiller is moving up. He looks like the, to be the primary backup behind Austin Eckler at this point. So he gets put up in that like Alexander Madison. Uh, guys, you're never going to play. But if the starter was to go out, those are the guys that you would want. See Antonio Gibson in a blowout. This was important. <clears throat> play almost 70% of the snaps over Brian Robinson. Ron Rivera and the Washington crew are seeing that, hell, Antonio Gibson just looks a lot better than Brian Robinson. Let's just give him the ball more. So in my rankings, which are going to come out on Tuesday with Jake Seeley on the PME feed, that you're going to see more from him. Samaj so P. Ryan's going to be number one in the pickup rankings this week. Just if Mixon doesn't play, he's going to be like a top 15 guy. You're not going to find that anywhere else on the waiver wire. And he's widely available at this point. What else did we see here? We saw Carter play more than Robinson, but you know nothing to write home about in any of those. DeAndre Swift still like second consecutive week. He's supposed to be healthy. He's playing 30% of the snaps. Like, no thank you. Uh, Foreman outsnapped Hubbard uh, in a game that was close, but they were down for a lot of, a lot of passing snaps for Hubbard. Uh, and with Baker, that offense is absolutely clueless. So kind of stay away from that situation. It's almost like a 50-50 split, 50-40 uh, split, sorry, between Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill. Algier played more than Cordero Patterson by a hair. That's still just a very confusing backfield. You can see more of my game notes in the newsletter uh, as we go through everything. So that's what we're looking at for... Oh, shout out to Tambo. We got one of the lineups through. Uh, he got two lineups through, but one of the ones was the ones that I picked that he's giving away a percentage of if he comes top three. So potentially like 10 grand for some of the viewers out there. So remember to follow at Totag and Tambo and follow along with his process as we go through everything. So as we go, and again, this link is in the description and it will be updated throughout the course of the week once more information becomes available, at least until waiver period ends. I have P. Ryan at number one as the running back, Pacheco at number two, spelled in correctly. Thanks, editor, for bailing me out of that one. Gus Edwards at number three, because I do think he'll be the lead, and I do think that he's going to return. Latavius Murray at number four. Good matchup, plus matchup against the Panthers. In terms of game flow, uh, that he should see the ball a lot. He's going to be their primary runner and goal line back on the ground, especially after what happened to Gordon, and now with Edmonds hurt. So if you need a spot start, that could be the way to look. Karen Williams, Kenyon Drake. Then you have the backups. Alexander Madison, for Dalvin Cook, Matt Breda for Saquon Barkley, Spiller for Austin Eckler. Jarek is still out snapping. 
Pacheco, but you know he's not doing a ton with it. Keontae Ingram, now that you know Benjamin's been cut, if anything happens to James Conner, it's going to be Ingram going forward. I still like Warren as a handcuff in these circumstances. I know that he might miss the week, but that's where we're at right now in terms of running back pickups on the waiver wire. P. Ryan's a plug-and-play for this week if Mixon misses time, which you know the bet is I, I wouldn't spend all my fab on him by any stretch of the imagination, only because you know, if Mixon plays, he's kind of useless uh, in the spot, and you're not going to play him. And with no bye weeks, you probably don't need it. However, if Mixon is out, he's going to be a starter, regardless of it. Unless you have, like, three awesome running backs, you're going to be playing P. Ryan in this spot. Wide receivers for the week. We'll take a look at the wide receiver injuries. Wendell Robinson blew out his ACL. He is out for the season. Slayton's up. Richie James Jr. is up, I guess. Slayton is really the one that you want to look at here. Mike Williams exited the game with an ankle injury. Ditto for Kadarius Tony. Hunky Tony. It was a nice week for Kadarius Tony season. And you know, one week a year is all we're going to get from him. But hamstring injury, exit of the game, maybe he'll return later in the year. You can probably drop him at this point because you know, this is the same injury that he's had all season long. He's probably not coming back for a while. Corey Davis continues not to play for the Jets. Jerry Judy, DNP, along with KJ Hamler on the Broncos. Juju didn't play with the concussion. Obviously, um, we've just seen Michael Hardman put on injured reserve. So Sky Moore is the one who ended up with all the targets. Justin Watson at the same time for the Kansas City Chiefs. Cooper Cup's going to be out for the year. You can drop him at this point. Chase and Dubs might be back next week. Josh Reynolds did not play with a back injury. Very quietly, DJ Chark was activated. Like, no one made mention of it. He didn't do anything in the game. But he did play for the Lions. Jamison Williams, though, has begun practicing. So, I go pick him up. Like, this, I don't know if he's going to be any good or not. But if he's fully healthy in this offense, having an outside presence to complement Amon Ra St. Brown, like they're just missing another threat, especially now that Hawkinson has been out, that I don't want to say that he could be a league winner, but he's one of the few guys that you could pick up off the waiver wire right now that could make an immediate impact and be a top startable receiver for your team with the potential for big days. So uh, just keep that in mind. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but it's possible as he has begun practicing. I have number three in the waiver pickup power rankings at wide receiver because Donovan Peoples-Jones continues to eat every single week and he's still under 50% owned. Blows my mind. Then you have Darius Slayton. And listen, Deshaun Watson's coming back pretty soon. He's better than Brissett. And Brissett's been pretty good in terms of fantasy-wise, at least, for these guys. Very concentrated passing tree for Jacoby Brissett. Darius Slayton, he's the last man standing in New York. He's been good, so he's number two. Then Jamison Williams. Traylon Burks looked good for the first time all season coming off of the injury on Thursday night. We'll see how that progresses. No, no guarantee that he's going to be playable every week. But as a bench guy, he's good. Demarcus Robinson, we just saw that Bateman had Liz Frank surgery, so Lord knows how long he's out for. Demarcus Robinson's like the receiver one at this point. He's past Duvalnay. So Demarcus Robinson, cheap PPR points if you need him. Sky Moore, Van Jefferson, Nico Collins, Justin Watson, and Zay Jones round out the top 10. You want to stash? I like Williams better than Beckham, but if you missed out on Jamison Williams, Odell Beckham would be next up depending on where he ends up falling. We're not going to know that until he ends up going somewhere, but hey. These are the chances that you need to take with your bench at the moment. Quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses. Pickups for the week. Uh, Kyle the Pitts exited the game, and he was actually having kind of a nice day, too. He had 41 yards receiving, a career high. Season high, probably, for Kyle Pitts, who's been brutal. Uh, but he exited the game. He's having an MRI today. No word yet on if he'll miss time or not, but... 
Uh, are you really sweating Kyle Pitts being out at this point? Probably not, right? Gerald Everett didn't play. He should be back next week for the Chargers. Jelani Woods continues not to play for the Indianapolis Colts. As mentioned, Colt McCoy likely to start on Monday Night Football. Likely will not start is Kyler Murray with his hamstring. He's probably not going to address. Then you have Justin Fields. It's now questionable for the Jets. I don't think he's going to play. I really don't. Uh, I'll keep him in the rankings until we know, but, you know, shoulder injury from taking too much contact. They have a bye week next week or week 14, I think, that I think we know going forward Fields is going to be the starter for the Bears. They're not going anywhere, and I just really want to protect my under five and a half win total, which bails me out of a lot of problems. I'm not going to lie to you. I really use that bet to cash for me at the plus money. Uh, so, yeah, please set out Justin Fields and play whoever the hell that I think it's. Is it Simeon? I think Simeon's the backup. Oh, God, it's a revenge game against the Jets this week. Bad news. Stafford, another concussion exit of the game. Uh, John Wolfert was not active for the game. He was injured, so we got Bryce Perkins, who was fun, at least. He runs around a ton, so rushing overs for him. He might be starting. I have no idea how that affects the passing game. Probably not great for the passing game for the Rams. P.J. Walker didn't play with his ankle injury. No word yet on whether or not he'll be back. But for the sake of anyone fantasy relevant on the Panthers, you better hope P.J. Walker plays because Peej is the only one who's moving the ball for them. Pickups at tight end, Foster Moreau. Uh, you know, he got his catch late, but uh, it was a bad matchup against the Broncos. But again, it goes Adams and then Moreau slash Hollins, and that's all that catches passes for the Raiders at this point. So he's number one, Dulcich number two, Evan Ingram, Juwan Johnson, and Austin Hooper round out the top five of pickups at tight end. Dawson Knox, number six, doing more recently, but I just don't have that trust factor for him. He just feels like a big one for nine waiting to happen. Uh, streamers for the week, Heineke at home against Atlanta. Nice matchup there. Tannehill against Cincinnati. Jimmy G against New Orleans. Marcus Mariota at Washington, the goof at home against Buffalo on Thanksgiving, especially if Jamison Williams comes back. I guess that's a short week, so he's probably not going to play. Bryce Perkins at Kansas City if he if Stafford is out and Walford is out. Just going to be a lot of rushing points for Bryce Perkins in that contest. Streamers at defense, uh, Miami at home against Houston, Washington at home against Atlanta, Kansas City at home against the Rams, regardless of who's playing at quarterback, Seattle hosting the Raiders, and then Chicago at at the New York Jets. I'd say the Jets, but they're too owned uh, right now on all waiver wire. They're not available on waiver wire. Chicago is, and you get Zach Wilson. Maybe they end up running the ball 800 times. They don't score fantasy points, but it should be cold. It should be low scoring. Uh, and if Zach Wilson has to throw at all, Bonanza. I mean, <laughs> she threw two picks directly to the Patriots that they didn't catch on Sunday. Maybe the Bears can come down with it, return one to the house, and boom, you have a good defense on the go. Once again, hit the description for all of the information. Code MMN at prizepicks.com. I'll try to release the Cardinals prop on my Twitter at the PME later on Monday evening. Okay? Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out, and I will see you next time. Yeah!